Eastman color, the daring, dancing, enticing, and horrifying, the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies. From the innocence of music and laughter comes the twilight of terror. Along the midway, scantily clad dancers luring the young lovers into the sideshows. girls of the carnival murdered by the incredible night creatures of the midway. I really know that something evil lies ahead for me. An unspeakable pit of dismal subhuman monsters who drew and gibber, moaning for the thrill of revenge. Incredible are the songs, the gaiety, the zombie stomp of those who will stop living. And then the mix-up, trickery, and the device to ruin. See the hunchback of the midway fight a duel of death with the mixed-up zombies, turning men into monsters twisted, tormented human vultures, yearning to kill incredible creatures clutching at the thin thread of their miserable lives. Human vultures, only the weird zombies remain. the woman branded in birth wearing the ward of horror. Do as Madame Estrella said. The world's first monster musical. The incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies. Hello and welcome to another episode of It Came From The Bottom, once again brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Once again, I am Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. And this week we have a movie with an interesting title. If you tuned in last week, we are covering the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies. Exclamation, exclamation, question mark. No, excuse me. So the incredibly strange creatures who... Stopped living and became mixed up zombies. I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) Zombies! (laughs) Yeah, this one came out in 64. And guys, if you really enjoyed our episode last time where we covered a movie about a monster that ended up on a down note on a beach, good news. We got another one for you. (laughs) No, that's true. Yeah, this this movie was shit. Um, (laughs) It was better than that. Yeah, um... I'm going to disagree with you on that one, uh, Adina. <laughs> no! I mean, you can disagree, but I think you would be parts, wrong! <laughs> I think parts of this movie were better than that. Yeah, every every good part in this movie was better than the entirety of that. I would enjoy the movie a lot better if, if I weren't getting interrupted every five minutes with some <laughs> fucking song or dance. If it had just been the songs and dances, 
It would have been Aces. Uh, <laughs> yes, very similar to... What fucking movie was it where we kept getting this shit to? Uh, I Accused My Parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I Accused yes. My Parents had three, yeah. three songs. Right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Oh, man. I, there's there's so much to talk about with this one. Okay, well, the same question. Had either of you seen it before? You know what? If I saw... <laughs> if, look, I, I'd heard of this movie. I'd heard of this movie. Oh, before. I had definitely heard of the movie. Had you seen um, the MST 3 k at all? I think that's what I had seen of it was just... I'd never seen the whole thing. Um, but I believe that was um, what I saw of it was from an MST 3 k episode. I just never saw the whole thing. I, th- I think it's fair to say this movie, unless you're an MST 3 k fan... You're only going to watch it because you saw the title and were morbidly curious. Exactly. I just think it's mm-hmm. funny every time you ask that question. You know, okay. there's going to be one movie coming up, I'm sure of it, where you're going to say, yeah, I saw this. Really? I, I know it. Hey, have I you been surprised it. about how many times I've said yes? No, I have not been surprised. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm more surprised about you than him. Right. Because he's seen everything. <laughs> Bad and good. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just, you, just you wait. Okay, so Zip, do you have the IMDb description for this movie? I do. Jerry falls in love with a stripper he meets at a carnival. Okay, we're just jumping straight in. Right. Uh, little does he know that she is the sister of a gypsy fortune teller whose predictions he had scoffed at earlier. We're halfway into the movie at this point, folks. Yes. Uh, the gypsy turns him into a zombie and he goes on a killing spree. Seriously, that, that is like... That last part's bullshit, kind of. Kind of. Well, no, 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 that's true. I mean, zombie? We'll He's a get strange into creature. it, He's but a they're creature. using a different form of zombie than we're used to today. Oh, I'll say. Sadly, no baseball bats. We start off with a gypsy and a drunk. Mm-hmm. They're in... It's, it's like a fortune teller, and her name is Estrella, and they're in this tent at a fairground, and she's coming on to him, like they're mingling... And when he jilts her advances, she sends this guy named Ortega to hold him down while she pours what I thought was alcohol, but it's actually poison on his face. That's our opening. Yep. All he does is just say, like, you know, you're an ugly bitch. I I hate you. I'm only here for your sister. Yeah, if if it wasn't for Carmelita, I wouldn't be here at all. He goes out of his way in in several other points in the movie to say how ugly she is. And aside from a wart on her face. Yeah, she's she's not. not. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, and is it the a, mole? Is it is that the thing that's making her not attractive? Because she's actually quite beautiful. Um, so well, then I thought, well, maybe it's because Ortega and she are Hispanic. So is that what it is? Is well, this racist, too? I think she's supposed to be. But, she's got layers and layers of tanning lotion on. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> so, yeah. But she's not hideous. I mean, and honestly, with the, the, the wig that she has on, you take the mole away, she looks a little Elizabeth Taylor to me. Yes. Yeah. She's a beautiful so she's woman. So she is not unattractive by any no. stretch of the And seeing as the mole keeps moving across her face throughout the movie, <laughs> you know, just, Serious, just, it is so bad. You know, teleport it to the back of your neck or something and it be is, done with it. It's it bad. really is like somebody just chewed a wad of gum and <laughs> stuck it on her cheek. So we cut from here after they kill this guy. To opening credits and this weird face framed in the center the entire time and it slowly starts changing. The drawings were cool. Yeah, they were cool. They were cool. And they were the drawings of the face sort of 
changing human to. Uh, as I say, I like the transitions. Yeah, that was cool. That was very cool. And the yeah. eyes showing up like right, like you know, backlit in the black was yep. really spooky. I was... give them credit for that. Yeah, we see our opening cast, and they have my god, these are some action hero names if there ever was some. Cash Flag. Cash Flag. Atlas King. <laughs> Beef McLarge huge. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> and then once the credits are done, we meet this dancing couple mm-hmm. at this, I guess it's like a nightclub at the fairground. It's a weird it's thing. Weird. It's, it's so strange. It's, it's so strange and it's never explained. That's what right. I didn't understand is yeah. like, this is like a seedy little nightclub. But then you also have the burlesque show where uh, Carmelita or whoever. Carmelita, yeah. Yeah. Are and it's like it's like a, a actual like performing venue. Right. It's huge. And this is all at this rinky dink carnival. Well, it's not even a carnival. It's a permanent installation because yeah. it's on a pier. They're not traveling. It's it's like on the Santa Monica Pier or something like that. It's I don't know where it is. They never explain it. But it, yeah, it's it's weird. This the couple finishes their song and they do the entire dance number, and yes, which is not very good. No, it's which not. is not good. Okay. No, so no, the, this... the the dancing in this not good. Well, to the, to their to the movie's credit, I guess the woman was drunk. If she's in keeping in with character, well, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, after the dance, she goes back to her dressing room and the manager busts in and is like, "I told you to lay off that stuff." Yeah, yeah, because she's is... already drinking once she gets back. Right, in Marge is her name. That's Marge. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then she gets freaked out by a cat. Yeah. Which was the weirdest. Her arc is bizarre in this movie. What arc? I, well, yeah, exactly. Like, it tries to set I'm it sorry. up. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. It lays the groundwork <laughs> for an arc, but it doesn't actually follow through with anything. But then it doesn't no. go anywhere. Yeah. We see her. She's drinking. She's clearly sad. She's spooked by cats. And then we cut to... Our three main characters, I guess, if you can call them that. God. We have... We have Harold, who is from some other country. Hal. They call him Hal. Hal, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hal. And Jerry. Hal and Jerry. Jerry, I was... This is my points to this movie. The guy looks an awful lot like Nick Cage. He did. He looked like Nick Cage. Yeah. And he acted like Nick Cage mm-hmm. a lot through the movie, too. Yeah. His name so. is Ray Dennis Steckler. He directed the he movie. He directed the movie. Also known as Cash Flag. Well, that's what he credited himself as the actor, yeah. yeah. So the technical, the quote-unquote lead in this movie is the director, so make of that what you will. We meet Angie, Jerry's girlfriend? Yeah. Crush something? Presumably, yeah. And her mother, who is disapproving of Nick Cage and his relationship with her daughter. And already, um, the acting was so much better than Zot. I will agree with that. Oh, yeah. Already. So... I already got to give this movie props because there were characters, there was actual acting happening, there were relationships. It was, uh, I, I gave it props from the start. There is overacting, but that's way better than underacting. Oh, oh my God. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they all, the three of them, they drive to the theme park together. This dumb montage of that and the fairgrounds. And then we get the scary ass monkey. I did. I wrote that that monkey was scary. It just ju- it it was just a like ticket jump monkey. Cuts. It, yeah. 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 It's like, Get your tickets here. Oh. Get your tickets here. Oh God. Yeah. Why there's a lot that? of smash cuts like that though. The film, yes. like where it's just like, there, really are. Yeah. Which you know, 
for a movie that's trying to be kind of scary, it's not a bad idea. And what I couldn't understand was why the three of them were on this date. Yeah. It was Angie, Jerry, and Hal. Then we cut to a nightclub where we have this really bad stand-up comedian. He's not that bad. They're really bad. Plus person of color, so that made me happy. He was just doing puns. He's okay. It's just really, the material is horrible. It was terrible. And even the audience didn't like him that much because it's just kind of like, it's like Whoopi Goldberg humor. Laughter or applause here or there, and that's about it. Yeah. And we have another dance number, an entire dance number. Where the audience just goes fucking nuts over it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They were terrible. Yeah. Margie is terrible. The woman who plays this, oh my gosh, she's so mm-hmm. bad. Even during the dance, because she falls because right. she was drinking. Well, yeah, yeah she's and then. And then incredibly drunk. She's incredible. She falls down, and the audience is like, woo! Best performance ever! And that, yeah, that happens a couple of times throughout yeah, the movie. Yeah, it sure does. And I guess she just where they've handle... added in all of this extra noise that does not need to be there. No. The sound editing in this is terrible. It is. And because of all this, I guess just the stress of it, she decides to enter this fortune teller's tent, and she tells the fortune teller Estrella that she senses that she has a dark fate coming her way. Which again, this is what I mean, like where it's laying the groundwork for some kind oh. of culmination with her story but it just goes so she anyway Estrella lays out the cards on the table and she says okay here are your cards oh shit I sent something bad so Marge picks up one of the cards and it's the ace of spades and she (laughs) freaks out because it's apparently the card of death and then she runs in a panic into the back room of the tent like why did you do that number one and then she flings open a door and she finds like this outstretched hand like reaching for her and she freaks out and then leaves the way she was supposed to fucking exit the building. And she didn't pay, by the way. No, but she left her purse behind, so I guess right. it worked out. Yeah. Which is the purse is collected by Estrella. Yes. Meanwhile, Harold, Angie, and Nick Cage, they enter the tent themselves. The fortune teller is doing this like terrible, like every single word with an I is the E. Like it's the most it's the worst impression of like your stereotypical fortune teller mm-hmm. thing. She's asking them all these questions. They're focusing on Angie. So she's asking her all these questions about her and how she's going to meet some kind of fate where she's going to have, she's going to be killed by somebody or something like that. She's going to be laying on the ground with, you know, dead, whatever. And then Nick Cage starts laughing about it. And she says, that's weird. I can't sense anything about you. And he makes fun of her. And I guess that's her reasoning for picking him to be the one to, to do what he does. Anybody who mocks her, she I suppose. She has skin. You know? Because yeah. that's, yeah. Because everybody who goes to her in this movie, that's exactly what they do. If they like, nobody gives her any respect sort of, at, yeah, all. at all. None. Every yeah. single person who talks to her throws off on her in some way. Yeah. It's weird. And and again, throughout the scene, I, just, I had to write down again, what is up with Hal? Like, what is wrong with him? He talks like he's broken. <laughs> He's just foreign. You couldn't ADR him? You couldn't yeah. You couldn't do something? Like, no. he sounds like Dolph Lundgren does now. <laughs> it's bad. I, liked, I thought he sounded like Hell. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, he did. he did. He did a couple of times. Yeah. I just waited for him to say, oh, hi, Mom. Oh, hi, Mom. <laughs> I did not. Oh, hi, I did not. <laughs> so, enter Carmelita, who is a dancer for this sleazy girls club that's also on the site. And this is the sister of Estrella. And... The entire time she's doing her, like, show, because like, this guy is, like, trying to get people to come in. He's like, come check out Carmelita. And then she starts, you know, showing her ass and shit like that. And then she has this weird eye contact moment with Nick Cage. And Nick Cage, I guess, is just 
enthralled with this woman and he mm-hmm. has to go in there. And so he basically dumps Angie. Angie. Yeah. And Hal has to take her home. But So he enters the girly show. nobody's going to tell him what to do. That's if he right. wants to go see the naked women dance, he's going to go gonna see go the naked, see women, the naked dance. women dance. And he doesn't understand why she doesn't want to come with him. So maybe her mom was on to something. He's not such a nice guy. Yeah. All he wants to do is sit around and do nothing anyway. Exactly. So he enters this girly show. And can we... This one woman who's dancing in the front, she's got this feathered (gasps) thing. Oh, my God. My Lord. The costume was so bad. Thank you. It was so bad. So it is is as if her... Go ahead. I mean, so they're black feathers, y'all, on this on this leotard. And seriously, it looks like her pubic hair is overrunning her entire body. So it is. It is, um, and it's not even like seventies pubes. It's, I mean, it is as it's like if, cavewoman pubes. Seriously, it is disgusting. It is not subtle. It is terrible. I mean, and it looked really gross. Um, so yeah. It uh, it was crazy, and so and there's no getting around it. Like you can't not look at it, and the choreography's bad. And it, I mean, it is it is so terrible. Oh my god, it's just oh, because everybody else is in these stripes, yep. and so you can't help but look at her. Well, she's vagina. The, she's the lead dancer. She's right. the one attempting all <laughs> yeah. the. You know, the few times I actually did look at the other girls, you know, you hear them singing in the background, but no, their lips are actually moving. No. So it it's again. The editing, it's the sound rough. editing on here. Yeah, but this was lazy. There is a singer that happens during this who I really liked. So, oh, the the next singer. Yeah, the next singer. Because yeah, I yeah. wrote down another song. Yes. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and granted, as much as yeah. I liked these numbers, they did go on way too long. We did not need to they see the entire song. And it we just didn't have to see. They were yeah. padding out the movie. Padding out the yeah. movie. But this next singer was really lovely. I really liked her. And honestly, I just think it was it was a way. I think he was just trying to showcase some friends of his. Yeah, I think you're honestly. right. I mean, that's it was a, it was and a he's way like, hey, to I've got all these talented people, and they haven't gotten a break yet. I'm going to make this movie. I'm going to put them in there. Yeah. Meanwhile, during the girly show, Ortega shows up behind Nick Cage and he gives him a message on a piece of paper in giant fucking print. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Just so you can't miss it. Yep. It was beautiful handwriting, too. It's like Carmelita wrote this in, like, triple size Sharpie. <laughs> and it says, you know, meet me backstage, big boy. And so he does. He just, like, leaves and, like, you know, opens yeah. the woman's dressing room. And they're like, get the fuck out of here, you dick. Yeah. And, so yeah, he, and, it's, and it's, their it's, outrage went on way too long. That yeah. scene. like Because he, he kept listening. It's like, move on. Yeah, just go. Mm-hmm. Or, like, yeah. play. if you look, would have had it, clearly you have no qualms with playing music. So just do that. Yeah. And this is another instance where the where they edit in the sounds of like the crowds going yes. wild and there's cheering and applauding and people yelling out you know bravo and woohoo and things like that and it cuts to the shot of him still looking at the note yeah. and everybody around him is sitting, sitting still, still just staring and smiling <laughs> yeah I'm like where's the applause and yelling come from no they're just sitting there yeah this is bad so carmelita shows up and lures him into the lamest hypnosis scene I've ever seen in anything. So, yeah, it's a giant, like, cardboard wheel. It's not even giant. It's sitting on a small table, and Estrella's sitting to the other side of it. It's not that big. So it's like, how can you focus your attention on this small little spinning wheel in the middle of a huge, dark room? 
it's like there's so with I mean because when the curtain pulls back, you see her. Right. You see Estrella sitting on one side you of it, Ortega, Ortega standing in the background. Yep. Uh, Carmelita's still in her room. Right. So it's like there's all this other stuff you can focus on, but yet as soon as that curtain opens, he looks directly at the spiral thing and never looks away. Never. And then they start saying just some of the dumbest shit, like the lines that she's saying while oh, this is yeah. happening. But basically she's just saying like you're a deep spinning hole. Look at my deep Deeper spinning into hole. the spinning hole. Get yeah. into my spinning <laughs> hole. <laughs> so bad. So basically, yeah, listen to my voice. Uh, you're going to obey me and do everything I tell you to do. Yeah. The end. But because, whoa, way too much plot happening. Let's get another song. <laughs> And it's yeah. on. It's a, a guy on guitar, and it's just it's just awful. Oh my god, it's just he's awful. got a really nice voice, but the song was super boring. Yeah, it just kills all momentum. Yeah. What little momentum this movie had going for and it. And then and then they have another dance. It's mm-hmm. a new dance, but it's the same music. Fuck. So then we cut back to Nick Cage, who's now dressed as Igor from Young Frankenstein, <laughs> and he yes, he, is. he just fucking shows up and stabs Marge. Yeah. And her partner. So slices him. Yeah. 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 And this is where the movie takes a hard fucking left turn (laughs) because it comes out of nowhere. And we're halfway into the movie at this point. And so it's they're like it's they've tried to do things that are always on the edge of spooky and mysterious. And then at this point, no, he he walks right up to that stage, stabs the fuck out of her. Yeah. I like and and using, I mean he's he's got a huge pair of scissors or something. I don't know what it is, and it and it's fairly and graphic for and what why? you're expecting. But that's the thing is that we don't know. But he comes in, stabs her like stabs her in the chest, and then you see a, the shadow of him stabbing her directly in the face. Uh, and then she goes down and he just keeps stabbing and stabbing her. And then he gets up, turns around. And at no point has anyone in the entire theater thought, Hey, let's stop this guy from stabbing people. Right? No, he stabs the fuck out of her, stands up, turns around, slashes her partner. And then he just walks out. Yep. And the faces he's making while it's happening. Oh my God. I'm like, man, yeah, it just wigged out. And like, you'd think the stand-up oh. guy, the the warm-up act, right. the, MC, the MC, because yeah. in a lot of his shots, the way he's looking at Marge, it makes it look like he's got a thing for her. Mm-hmm. So you'd think at least he'd be all over Nick Cage right. and trying to stop it. Hell, if you wanted to leave that much, you could just start telling his jokes. <laughs> I would have left. <laughs> no, Jack. No. So then we get a dream sequence. We're, oh my god! Are we in hell? Speaking oh of, oh my god! <laughs> again, hard left. So turn. we take another hard left turn, and this freaked me out because this was like the yeah. So he's he obviously got away with the murder. He yep. got away scot free. No yep. one caught him. Nope. No one stopped him. He's gone. Somehow. So he's laying in his bed uh, and is having this nightmare, which is just I like. There's no way you can expect anything like this. Oh, no. It's like a a, a whole other dance number. It's a new... It's a dream 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 ballet on acid. On on acid, yes. That's a good way to put it. It's like because Santa Claus the again. first thing you see is like one of the one of the women dancers from the burlesque club wearing 
like I th- I seriously no thought it was time. like the demon from Insidious or something. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It just like boom. And it and it's really fast cutting, uh, so you just get glimpses of it right. until the full dance sequence starts. Scary face paint. So you so so he sees himself in this dream sequence, Nick Cage, as uh, uh, he's got like black and red and white stripes going across his face. He's still in the hoodie. He's still dressed like Igor. Well, he's in that makeup <laughs> because they had somebody else dance for him. Well, I'm sure. Yes. Um, and so, and so, then you have uh, you see, uh, is it uh, Marge that was on the piano that gets wheeled away at the beginning, the woman that he killed? I yes. guess. Yeah. Or is that I Carmelita? Think, yeah, yeah. No, or she's one of the dancers. No. I, I have know. to admit, I thought Carmelita and Marge were the same person. And for, Stella, I thought Stella while. was the same one as them too. Australia, no, Australia, no, Stella, Stella, the, the other. Oh, dancer. Stella, right? Yeah, no, Stella, Stella. Yeah, it was hard to determine later. who was who. Yeah, but I, I don't think they were the same. I'm pretty sure they weren't. Well, no, the no, same. they weren't. Yeah, they, they there, did, there's two different looked, actresses. But when I first saw, like, when you first see Carmelita, which is a ways into the yes. movie, you don't see her for a while. But once I saw her for the first time, I was like, she looks just like Margie, that other girl. Yep, yeah, yeah, they do look very similar. Yeah, it's um, true. So you see her, or so you see Marge on the piano get wheeled away, and you see all the other dancers in the background, and one has like a red face, and one has a blue face, and one has a black face, and and, uh, and I don't mean black in the racist right. way, black face. I mean her entire face is completely painted black. Um, and they're doing this entire dance sequence where he, where the, like they're doing these. Things where he keeps getting trapped in the middle of all the dancers. Meanwhile, you get shots of them uh, saying things like, come to me, Nick Cage. Uh, (laughs) What was his name? Jerry. 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 Yeah, they keep saying his name and like, come to me or do this or go over here or whatever. And he's writhing around in his sleep. Yeah, and and it keeps cutting back to him. How is his roommate... Okay, so that's wink, wink, nudge, nudge. right, and so he sort of kind of wakes up and gets worried about his roommate, but then he doesn't. So yeah, it's just I still maintain that Hal is soft in the head. He wouldn't get. He wouldn't know how to handle it. I don't know. I think you don't give Hal enough credit. (laughs) He has he has lovely hair. He does have good hair. Very sculpted hair. And he always stands up for Angie. That's the other thing. Like Jerry, he knows Jerry's a dick. Oh yeah. So he's yeah. always standing up for Angie. So, so that's I th- why I, I like think how. with how it's like a Jesse's girl situation. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why can't he find a woman like Angie that? Angie is a friend. So the next day, <laughs> Nick tries to make amends with Angie, and was that her dad that he runs it into? It was her brother. Okay. I was Madison like... is her brother, a gentleman named Madison back in 1964. Mm-hmm. Weird. So, but that's her brother because we never see the dad. Yeah, we never hear from the dad. Yeah. There's nothing. And we the got... only the only way I figured that out was just the first time that they actually speak to each other. Jerry asks him how the college the thing is working out. Yeah, that's how I figured. It's like, yeah. how's the college thing working out? And he's like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's you how we know try it sometime. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he walks up to her while she's sunbathing in a swimsuit, and he's wearing a hoodie. So that was already drawing up some questions for me. Like one of them is very uncomfortable right now, and they're not telling us which. And then while they're talking, she starts spinning an umbrella, and that oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? So he just can't see anything spin. It's like, oh my god! Don't look outside. Look, don't look at that car tire spinning. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden, she's got an umbrella. 
guy starts so, spinning it right, for no reason. So it reason. triggers him and into this choking her. This guy's yeah, faces. so that when she lowers the umbrella, he sees Marge again, so he tries to kill her again. Right. But yeah, he tries to strangle Angie, and they and you know they pull him off of like you know because Hal shows up, and then so does and uh, Madison. So does Madison. They they pull him off, and they just let him leave. Did they cut straight to the next scene, which is train tracks? Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's there's music underscoring this scene, and they're all standing there looking at him, and he starts to run away, and then is a hard cut, like the music, everything just cuts to a shot of these train tracks where the chain is pulling a trolley up an incline. It's in a, it's a funicular, and that's where I was like, where the fuck are they? Where are they? Because I don't know of any place that has a funicular here in the United States. Well, maybe not now. Right. This was so, and maybe it was 60s. Coney Island. I don't know, but it was like, what the, what the hell is going on? But it was such a hard edit. I think no, I, I don't think it was Coney because at first I thought it was Coney Island because it looked like, but I, I think I think this was in California. It was California. So right. It wasn't yeah. New York. But I was like, what is? How is that? Where'd they get that? It made me happy. And it's while he's having this, you know, finding yourself moment that he pulls up a paper, a newspaper, and he sees that there's the headline that Marge was killed. And so, all right, I guess he's just now learning this, even though he's, it makes no sense with this guy. Mm -mm. We cut to the girl show because we needed another song on the show. Did you like this one? I did love, I loved the singer, but again, it's like, I'm like, why are we hearing the entire song? Yeah. Why are we, we don't need to do this. So, and this was the same song that she was singing in the dream sequence. Right. Yeah. Just a different version of it. Yeah. Yeah. So then we start actually kind of focusing on Stella, not Estrella, Stella, a girl in the show. Yeah. We met way earlier who is having a date with a sexist pig and she enters the fortune teller's tent. And she inquires about the newspaper. She's like, hey, hey, you know, my, my friend Marge came in here and I saw her leave in a panic and now she's dead. What what happened? And, man, G- this gypsy's a bad liar because she's asking her all these questions. That, no, I, I I definitely saw her come in here and the gypsy says, no, he didn't. She wasn't here. No, she wasn't. You're, no. you're wrong. It's yeah. impossible. And guess what? Another song. I know. God, how many songs were in this movie? A lot. I, a lot. I, I, <laughs> I literally lost count. Afterward, Nick Cage confronts Carmela and Estrella about the previous night, and they hypnotize him again. That's mm-hmm. their response. And so now, in the meantime, Hal, Angie, and her mom and her brother meet to rescue Nick. Because they said, oh, he didn't mean to strangle her. He just gets like that sometimes. Let's go get our buddy back. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the meantime, Nick then, now hypnotized, attacks Stella. And how did he know where she lives? I've... Yeah, I, this... I... It, it's from from this point through the rest of the movie is where it was obvious that they just wanted to start moving through it to get to the end. Because they start... They, the scenes start jumping rapidly, jumps in... Logic yeah. <laughs> start happening very quickly with no explanation at all. Because just because just because Stella's oh, date yeah. also shows up and he gets stabbed. Right. And yep. and the music wasn't that loud that he couldn't hear her screaming. Exactly. I mean, he's right outside the door. Yeah. And he so but he dies too. So But Nick yeah. returns to to Estrella to, you know, say, Hey, the job's done. 
And then she responds by throwing poison in his face, and he doesn't even react he does, to it. There's no screaming. There's nothing. It's no, just, he doesn't react to it at all. Whoops. Yeah. Of course, so, once we actually see what it does to his face, it's not entirely surprising, I guess. And But it doesn't affect his face as much as it affects yeah. everybody else's exactly. face that we've seen. I mean, and there are so many more of these m- people. Right. Yeah. The the only way that I was that that I could possibly even begin to rationalize this is that the other people that we see have been in there longer. Right. Um. And the whole thing with the opening credits, where we see the face slowly transforming. Right. Is that since it's so fresh for him, his face hasn't fully transformed yet. But still. I'm not making excuses. I'm not saying that's correct. I'm just, but that's even, the only right. thing that I could conceive and, in my mind to make so it make sense. And so then that begs the question, how long has she been doing this? Yeah. Well, we know because we see the the count. And by the way, this is less than 20 minutes of movie left and we now just start seeing the fucking zombies. Right. Such as they are. Because she throws him, after throwing the, the poison in his face, she throws him in this dang-ass room in the back. And I guess one more zombie was one too many because that was what breaks the camel's back and just sends them out. They and all, they just, all come just start out. coming out. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a, probably about a good six or seven of them in there. At least. Yeah. yeah. But then we don't see Jerry right away. No, no, we don't see him right away at all. So we see all these other zombies, all the other zombies. air quoting so hard. Yeah. So, but then it's like, well, so how long have they been there? How long has she been doing this? If they've been camped out at this carnival for years and years and years, why hasn't anybody ever, you know, these are questions I had. It's like, what why hasn't she have them for? Well, right. Exactly. What, you know? And so, so yeah. So then they, they start going on a rampage, but then we have, but then we have, we got to we get another fucking the song. African number. Well, no, this was the number where I figured oh, I have, yeah. yeah, yeah. This was the African number where I guess these people were just the children from Santa's workshop who aged out, and he decided <laughs> to drop them off at this uh, California amusement park. Oh yep. my god! Oh my god! This was like again, like in Santa Claus. These were tribal af- like straight out of the bush. And there was one guy. All of a sudden, there's a guy. Yeah, all of a sudden, there's a guy. <laughs> I was like, what is that? We have never seen him We've never involved seen in any, any, of, any the of the dance other numbers, numbers before. And, and so there he is. He appears. Oh, my God. In completely in white body paint. Yeah. Yes. And we should also preface, by the way, Carmelita and Estrella are both dead. Right. Yeah, because they were strangled with the Yeah, because yes. once the zombies yeah. break out of the, the holding cell. Yeah. They kill Carmelita. They, they kill Ortega. Yes. They kill... And, and then yeah. they thankfully Estrella, interrupt they this kill. horrible yeah. number. And then they and, come, yeah, the three of them come running out into the middle of the, the dance number, the unfortunate dance number. <laughs> but hey, good, the police show up. They, they just like, start instantly. Yeah. The police show up instantly. Where were they when he fucking killed Marge and her partner? Well, I mean, I guess you could maybe say that because. No. No. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> This this makes sense to me because you know if there was a murder there, you're obviously going to have some more security on site because you're going to want to take preventative measure. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, okay, I guess it makes sense. So the police just start shooting all the zombies without any real struggle, and zombies just go down from you know chest wounds as zombies tend to do. Right. And Nick Cage now a zombie, he escapes out the window where you know he, he just starts running down the beach. Escapes out the window. Push. Fucking jumps through the window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she jumps through the window. Yeah. And then a cop jumps through the window. Yep. 
This is not like, oh, let me dangle one leg uh, off the side and then nope. pull the other one through. No, this is fucking cannonball out the window. And and we should say, like, you know, like I said, he's got like a fucked up like right top corner of his face from the poison. He's 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 got some like boils that have come up yeah. on the side of his That's face. It. That's yeah. about it. So and it's a little discolored. He's like a That's weirdly, really all he has happened to. But him. he's yeah. now cognizant, I guess. Because the thing is, like, what's he going to do? Is he just, like, going to go to some opera house basement and kidnap women and play piano the entire... Like, what's he... Yes. <laughs> so, yes. my God, it's That's the Phantom exactly how this movie I was going to say, ended. the origin story of what we've all been waiting for. Yeah. But, no, instead he escapes to a fucking beach where he just acts like a jackass the entire time while people are chasing after him, yelling for him to stop. Yeah. And the and, police are shooting at him. Yeah, you know, he's climbing on rocks and, like, yeah, he's he climbs into a rock and he's saying, you know, what, what does he say? I have no idea. What do you think uh, say? He, uh, yeah, let me go. Like, or, I just want to come I down. Just, or oh, he, What was he saying? He's standing on top of a rock with his hands up. Yeah, it's he, like, just leave me leave me alone or let me go yeah, or yeah, something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. And then a cop just, this 16-year-old police officer pulls out his gun and just shoots him. Shoots which him. is shoots him. weird because he was white. Uh, but <sighs> he, he, and then he goes down. And that's, yeah. that's how we kill our main character. They, yeah, he well, he falls into the ocean. We don't actually see him fall. We just see the footage of where they drop the camera off the side of the cliff, <laughs> because you just see it tumbling down the rocks yeah. as it speeds towards the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and, the, and and that's the thing. And then they all come back over and just stare at the water. And then the camera starts panning up and down the beach. It's the weirdest thing. It's like, oh, wait, wait well, no, is he, uh, wait, no, let's pan over this way. Is he over, no, wait, he's, he's supposed to come up out of the water, but we don't know where he is. He's not here yet. And it just keeps zooming back and forth. And then between the beach and shots of them, like looking at the water and then it cuts back to the beach. And then the camera like pans over to the right and then down, and then back up, and then pans over to the left. It's like they're looking for him, and they can't find him. And then suddenly his body just washes up on shore. And they all run to him, and the cop finally puts away his gun. Because <laughs> I thought he was just going to shoot him again. Right. <laughs> and then they all crowd around him as he takes his, because he's still not dead, because he crawls up out of the ocean, and they all surround him, and then hold him in a loving embrace as he dies. Cue... Terrible music. Hippy dippy late 60s music, which match no Nothing. story element or tone that the movie has set before. At all. And yeah. that's even and that's in, it. in the context of this movie. And in, that's it. In, yeah. Where there's been eight fucking musical numbers leading up to it. Yeah. And that's the end of the fucking movie. That's the end movie. of the movie. That's, that's it. Right. That's it. Which, so that's which I wrote, end. what was the fucking point? What was the point? What was the moral? There wasn't. No. no. There wasn't anything. There was nothing, and it there is nothing about the title in this movie. And left me with more questions than. It oh my answered. god! Without and not in the good. Yeah. No, way. not in a good way. So that's it. Let's go ahead and take a quick break and be back with some trivia. Okay, we're back. Did you guys dig anything up on this one? Uh, well, we mentioned already that um, Ray Dennis Steckler, who directed it, was Jerry. Correct. This guy did a short also that I looked up and I couldn't watch the whole 
thing because it was so bad. Oh, sure. So it was Worse sort of... It, yeah, oh my God, it's so bad. It, and it, it was, again, sound editing was terrible. How short was it? It was like eight minutes, ten minutes. <laughs> you couldn't finish it? I couldn't it? finish it. Oh. And it was a sort of like an homage to Buster Keaton and silent movie and comic, you know, physical mm-hmm. comic. It was terrible. Was he in it? No. Oh. No, but there was a very charming young man who was, who never did anything else. Hmm. He That's was great. True. The only thing I got... Also, was that the guy who played Madison, he worked on two Indiana Jones movies and the Falcon and the Snowman as gaffer and lighting tech. Oh, shit. So, yes, this guy was a tech guy. And I don't think he was supposed to really be in this film as an actor. So I think they just <laughs> felt pretty obvious. Yeah. So um, but he that was the, that was all, the only thing that I found. Uh, the actress that played Marge is the director's wife. And so he, no kidding. And so he put her in a lot of the stuff that he filmed. Dang it! I forgot my hobo in a barn. Sorry. Uh, Was there one? You know, I had two contenders: mom and stand-up guy. I have to go with mom. I agree. Thank you. Yeah, I have to go with mom. Mom was the only real, sane, smart, um, coherent person, and she was actually a pretty good actor. So, um, yeah, my hobo in a barn is, is is Angie's mom. So, sorry, Agreed. I'm sorry. As, as far as my trivia goes, I got that the budget was $38,000. Oh, my God. So much better than that. <laughs> and oh, my God. This movie has some interesting alternative titles, believe it or not. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote down two because they stood out to me the most. The first one, Teenage Psycho meets Bloody Mary. It's better than the that one it's given. Has, has but that has less to do with <laughs> True, and but then it makes more sense than the, the diabolical Doctor Voodoo. Yeah, that no. Now see that's see that's the version of zombie they used for for this. It's not the yeah. come back from the dead and eat human flesh. It's the right. it's the more the zombie voodoo yes. Basically, a, 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 a lifeless body being controlled by someone else. Yeah, it just the title makes absolutely no sense. But it is enticing. Well, there you go. I mean, you got to give it credit for that. It's what. I mean, enticing. It, it, oh, you hear well, a title okay, like that? Yeah. And, Wait, there's a movie called that? Ooh, I kind of want to see that. I actually just told my friend Zach about this movie, and he just said, I want to listen to your podcast because that <laughs> movie sounds interesting. So, yeah. hey. It's a shame that it's not. What do you think we came here for, dude? Best line, worst line. My best line is the the Barker who's trying to get people in to see the girly show. Mm-hmm. We have 20 beautiful girls and only 10 beautiful costumes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite. Well, when Jerry uh, and Madison, the first time that we see them talking together on screen, uh, like I said earlier, uh, Jerry asks them, how's college? And Madison says, fine. You should try it sometime. Jerry says, no thanks. <laughs> the world's my college. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> that was my favorite line. <laughs> my best line was everything that Hal says. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Hal. And I did write oh, down. I'm glad you did, did that because yeah. I have a similar one for worst line. Me too. I did write down that he reminded me of Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Um, my worst line was when um, mom is talking to Angie about Jerry. He's coming. He's going to come pick her up. And mom says, he doesn't even come to the door for you. And Angie goes, he wouldn't be Jerry if he did. What? 
I mean, Jerry is an asshole. He is an so... asshole. I'm like, but that, so that's why you love him? Be- yeah. But, okay, no. Uh, my worst line was anything Ortega says. Oh, yeah, those were. Because, why? <laughs> Did he say anything? Is Ortega, yeah. Yeah. A couple of times. He, he spe- She specifically would say something to him, and he would respond. But it was, <laughs> I'm like, is he actually saying words? He was saying something. He was saying something. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a combination of the actor just. Well, his prosthetic, whatever, whatever the but his shit was on his face. Yeah. Was horrible. So was I guess horrible. the implication was that she had put the poison in his face at some point. And now he is her faithful servant. Ortega is the most pointless character in the movie. I don't understand why he existed at all. He's her muscle. I I guess. But she does all the, I mean. Everything that she does that actually works is done without the need for for physical force. Like people don't. The only thing Ortega is there for is to like move the body. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's the only thing he ever does. Yep. Everything else, she's completely in control. What's your worst line, Jim? Everything Hal says. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Because you know, I laughed. I laugh when it happens, but like, I, 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 honest to God, I went back several times. I did not understand one fucking word this guy said the entire movie. And, 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 and so it'd be the kind of thing where, you know, they'd be having a conversation. How would just chime in? I was uh-huh. <laughs> And they would be like, yeah, Hal, you're right. That is a good idea. Let's go to the theme park. I loved Hal. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I love you, Jack. <laughs> Drinking game. <laughs> Uh, drinking game. Well, the obvious. <laughs> every time there's a musical number. <laughs> uh, every time there's a musical number. Every time someone says Carmelita before we ever even see her. Yes. Um. Yeah. Every time someone enters or leaves Estrella's tent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Done. That'll do it. Right That'll there. do it. What did they do right? If they had done some editing, the the musical numbers were super fun. I mean, it should, it was like beach blanket bingo with zombies. Ish, the that's, costumes. That's a tagline. Right? <laughs> Beach blanket bingo with zombies. With zombies. Ish. Yeah, the costumes were good. Yeah, the ladies. Well, except well, the except, for, except for the one. Yeah. <laughs> except, except for the one. Except, except the publeotard. <laughs> publeotard. <laughs> we are officially trademarking publeotard. 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 Yeah. Publetard um, is now copyrighted. It, it came from the bottom. Indeed, and some of, some of the acting was really quite good, so I, I can get behind that. Yeah, I, it just it just yeah it, it needed some tighter editing and well just a, a tighter focus in general, honestly, because it did it, it just felt like. The musical numbers, like outweighed. Oh, but here's the story we're trying to tell. Uh, but what did they do right? Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I, I think the cinematography was fine, and, and that goes along with where the editing needed help. Like, don't just. The, there was uh, one shot. I think it was. Was it after? It was after he got hypnotized the second time that the camera did this weird like 
pan back to Carmelita sitting at her makeup table and the and then it kind of like went upside down. Yeah, yes. And uh, and then it just looked like I can't get it I can't get it back up. I can't get it back up <laughs> and the camera fell out of his hands to the floor. And then they cut away. It was like <laughs> you know. Yeah, this this um, camera there were was some things like that. But yeah. for the most part, I mean, I I I think for what he was working with, I think he did uh, a decent job of 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 trying to get across what he was trying to get across. Now, whether there was an actual point to it or not, I, I still think it had some effective scenes. Like I said, the creepy monkey. Uh, yeah. Like the first time we saw it, when we we heard the voice that they put over it was creepy enough. But then, it, I, to me, it was even creepier just seeing it later when they would do a just random jump cut to it. Yeah. Uh, and this demon mask thing that was yes, in there as well. Right. They, they cut between those two things. It was like, that's what lends that creepiness, that creepy vibe to it. They're like, oh, what's going on here? Something mysterious. Unlike other movies that we may have just talked about mm-hmm. and reviewed recently mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I really oh, liked anyway. that the main character looked like Nick Cage. <laughs> I figured you would. I thought that might be a selling point for you. It's all I got. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> I still put Zad above this movie for me. And again, it's if nothing else, because d- despite how you may feel what the performances individually themselves, the singing and dancing numbers at the end of the day, there's so there are so many of them mm-hmm. in a movie that's already short enough. And the fact that it just kills all momentum the movie had going for it. Now, there's some scenes where it works better than others because they're not entire musical numbers and, you know, they're interrupted for a purpose. But, you know, the first time I was watching this, I was just, whenever I saw a song come up, I would just automatically just skip straight ahead to try to skip through it. And more times than not, I would cut off a good three minutes. Yeah. I watched this movie probably at an hour my first time watching it is what I'm trying right. to say. Yeah. And yeah. it's because I cut sure. out the Absolutely. completely superfluous shit. Yeah. But I, I have to say I enjoyed watching this much more than I enjoyed watching Zap. Yeah, because like you I said. Because I did not enjoy watching Zap. Well, yeah. Well, like you said, it, it, yeah, they may, have, they may have destroyed any momentum that the movie had going for it. Zat never had momentum to begin with. Right. Because it started off at a shuffling pace. Right. See what I did there? Yeah. Uh, and it never recovered. <laughs> well, so, yeah. <laughs> On that note, let's go ahead and give this movie a grade. Zip, if you would be so kind. Oh, yeah. The Flaming Cinematic Turn Meter. <laughs> Personally, yeah. Uh, this was a, a bit more enjoyable viewing experience than that for me. So, uh, just based on everything that we've already talked about. No need to keep going over it. Uh, for this one, I would say four. And that being said, that is it for another episode of It Came From The Bottom. Once again, brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Once again, I am Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. And next time, Girl in Golden Boots.